Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. Please take a minute and email us your story at newlifewoc at aol.com. As we continue to share the truth of God's word all around the world, we encourage you to partner with us financially at newlifewoc.com. Thanks again. Enjoy today's message from Pastor Anthony Jones. Um, look at decisions and choices. You know that we make every day that affect our destinies. And, and we may not, not even know it, may not even understand. We just think it's just another decision. But it's, it's, it's not always just another decision. You know, there, there are those decisions that, you know, impact our life in a very, very, very powerful way that to the point where it ushers us or it propels us into our destiny to the point where either you walk in your God-ordained destiny or you miss it. So I'm not going to hold you up too long. Let's just hop right in this. But give me a few minutes. And I'll say the blessing at the end of the service tonight, that today, um, to lay this out. So if you will, go to Deuteronomy 8. <clears throat> Deuteronomy 8 and 11. And I hear people all the time in marriage, you know, talking about, well, you ain't the person that I married. Well, I think we all change. You know, well, I, I think we all change. I, and I, I hope for the better, you know. <laughs> But I think Chris is thankful that I'm, I'm not the person that she married. You know, I, I know some of y'all, and some of y'all are thankful that y'all are not the person y'all were 10 and 15 and 20 years ago. You know, so, you know, that can be a very good thing, very good thing, you know, that we're not. All right, Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 8, verse um, 11. Read a couple of scriptures here. And it says, um, Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God, and not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, lest when thou hast eaten and are full and hast built goodly houses and dwelt therein, and when thy herds and thy flocks multiply, and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied, and all that thou hast is multiplied, then thine heart be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Now, you have to understand, all of us had a land of Egypt. All of us had a house of bondage. And he's bringing them to remember, say, listen now, when, 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 after God brings you out of that, don't you forget don't you forget that it was the Lord, verse 15, who led thee through that great and terrible wilderness wherein were fiery serpents and scorpions and, and drought, where there was no water, who brought thee forth water out of the rock of flint, who fed thee in the wilderness with manna, which thy fathers knew not, that he might humble thee and that he might prove thee to the good at thy latter end. And thou say in thy heart, my power and thy might of mine has hand hath gotten me this wealth. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore unto thy fathers, as it is this day. And it shall be, if thou do it all forget the Lord thy God, and walk after other gods, and serve them, and worship them. I testify against you this day that you shall surely perish. Now, I wanted I, I to read that because even though that was written to the children of Israel, I think that it bears, you know, our attention, that we need to understand that as we begin to live, you know, different aspects of our life, we don't never need to forget God. Amen. We don't never need to forget him. You know, well, and, 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 and now this is really talking about in good times, but in good times nor bad times, we don't need to forget God. And sometimes the best decision you and I will ever make may go against conventional wisdom or trends. 
Because what natural wisdom says and what God is saying to me may be contrary one to another. That in my life, you know, there's going to come times where I'm going to make, you know, decisions that are contrary to what, you know, may be popular, you know, in the society or the dispensation that I live in. But I must make sure that I'm adhering to God. It, 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 the decision may not even be popular to my family members. You got it? But I got to make a decision based off what God is saying to me. Somebody say, it's saying to me. Go to 1 Corinthians 3. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 19. And just give me a few minutes and you, you'll see where I'm going here. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 19. First, 1 Corinthians 3, and verse 19, it says, For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, He taketh the wise in their own craftiness. So it says, For the wisdom of this world is foolishness to God. Now, that, that word foolishness really means absurd. You got it, senseless, illogical, untrue. Um, this implies or talks about something that is only fit to be laughed at. You got it? That's what it means. So when man uses his wisdom, what he thinks the right thing to do is, then as it relates to God, God says, you know, that's, that, you know, that's just to be laughed at. He says, I mean, that's, that's absurd, you know, that you even think that. So that, that's man's wisdom. Now, go to Isaiah 55, verse 8. So when it comes to decisions and me making decisions in my life, I need to make sure that I'm not leaning too much on man's wisdom. Because with God, it's foolishness. You got it? So if I'm making decisions in my life that are you know, in agreement with what the world says or, or natural or what just makes common sense, then I must understand that those decisions that I'm making is foolishness to God and the kingdom. And, and, I, and I don't, listen, and that's where I am now. You got it. I'm in the kingdom. The Bible says when you were saved that you was transferred or you was translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear what? Son. So where you are now, if you're saved, is not where you were before you got saved. So now the decisions that I make, you got to, even though they may seem foolish to the natural part of me, you got to, I have to make sure they're in line with what the kingdom of God says. All right. Isaiah 55, Isaiah 55, verse 8, very um, common passage of scripture. It says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways what? My ways, saith what? The Lord. So God said, you know, now there's a way that man has, but there's a way that God has. You got it? So, so in life, I got to understand that the safe place for me is, is to be on the side of God. All right. Now, now why is this so important? Because when it comes to making decisions, you got to understand God knows things you'll never know. The Bible says that he's all knowing. So when God is telling me to make a decision about a certain area of my life, he's not telling me to make the decision because of what I'm going through right now. He's telling me to make the decision based off what's going to happen down the road. You got it? Because he already knows. You got it? What's coming? You got it? So when he instructs me, he's not in just instructing me based off what I'm going through right now, what I'm facing right now. He's instructing me based off what's coming down the pike that I don't know anything about. So if I make a decision that makes sense to me today, you got it, but it's foolishness to God, it's going to hurt me tomorrow. Okay? All right. Let's, say, let, let's keep going. Go to, go to 1 Corinthians 2. I'm, 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 it's going to make sense in a minute. 1 Corinthians 2, verse uh, 14. 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 14. Another very common passage of Scripture. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 14, it says, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are what? Foolishness unto him, 
Neither can he know them because they are spiritually what? Discern. So it says the natural man. You got it. My natural way of thinking and understanding things. You got it. As far as God is concerned, they're what? They're foolishness. You know, they, they, they are absurd. You got it. So what I got to understand is I cannot lean towards or to this natural way or this natural order of viewing things. If I'm in the kingdom, I have to choose a higher way. Somebody say a higher way. Now, this is why it is so important to listen to what the spirit of the Lord is telling you and not everybody else. All right. Where you and I, we have to make sure, listen, what is God saying? Now, because what God is saying may be different than what everybody else is telling me. You got it? It doesn't mean that they're trying to harm me. It doesn't mean that they're not trying to give me good advice. But what they're telling me is not lining up with what God is telling me. So I have to make sure that my ear is always bent to the ways of God. You got it? Instead of just what makes sense. Now, like I said, because this is Mother's Day, I want to look at the decision-making process of Ruth. I want to look at, you know, because, you know, um, Ruth just didn't fall into the life that she ended up living. You got it. That life was lived because of the, some decisions that she made very early on in life. You got it. And I tell people all the time, I say, if you want to, listen, if you want to learn how to make good decisions, just study folk who've already made them. You don't, you, don't have to, you, don't have to, you don't have to live your life, you know, continuously making bad decisions. You got it? What you need to do is you just need to either, either historically or contemporary, find somebody that has made what? Good decisions. You got it? And see, okay, how did they process information or, or how did they make or go about making decisions? Look, go to Roof One. Roof One. Let's go. Let's, let's go and take a look at it. Now, we're going to read a little bit today, and we're just going to look at the first part of Ruth's life. I'm not going to go all the way through for time's sake. Ruth 1, verse 1. Sorry to get somebody to do all this reading for me, because <clears throat> I'm going to tear some names up. <laughs> Ruth 1, verse 1. It says, now it came to pass in the days when the judges um, ruled that there was a famine in the land. And a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. And the name of the man was Emimelech, and the name of his wife was Naomi, and the name of his two sons was Mahon and Chilion, Ephrates of Bethlehem, Judah. And they came into the country of Moab and continued there. And Amalek, Naomi's husband, died. And she was left and her two sons. And they took them wives of the women of Moab. The, the name of the one was Oprah and the name of the other was Ruth. And they dwelled there about ten years. And Malion and Chilion <laughs> died also, both of them. And the woman was left of her two sons and her husband. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the country of Moab how that the Lord had visited his people and given them bread. Wherefore, she she went forth out of of the place where she was and her two daughters-in-laws with her, and they went on their way to return into the land of Judah. And Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant you that ye may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voices and wept. And they said unto her, Surely we will return with thee unto thy people. All right, now. Let me, let me, go, let me go, go through verse 13. Verse 11. And Naomi said, turn again, my daughters. Why will ye go with me? Are there yet any more sons in my womb that they may be your husbands? Turn again, my daughters, go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. 
if I should say I have hope, if I should have it, husband, also tonight, and should also bear sons, would you tarry for them till they were grown? Would you stay for them for having, for, from having husbands? Nay, my daughters, for it grieveth me much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord is gone out against me. And they lifted up their voice and wept again. And Oprah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth claved unto her. Now, let's take a look at this. <clears throat> so we see this woman, all right, and her and her family leaves um, their hometown. They go off to another place. Her husband dies. You got it. Her two sons, you know, die. And then it's just left. She just left with her and her two um, daughter-in-laws. Now, one of the daughter, one of the daughters, Oprah, makes this decision that, you know, she's going to go on back to her father's house. You got it. But then Ruth makes this decision that she's going to she's going to stay with Naomi. Now, when Ruth makes this decision, she is committing to this life. She's making the decision to commit to this life. She is saying we are family. And even though I know it's going to be hard. Watch this. I'm staying with you. All right. Now, because we're going to have to get some background what was going on? You got it? Because now, this is a decision she made. Now, she's not making some decision that she's getting ready to go into this, this, this life of luxury. You got it? She's, she's making a decision to go into a very hard life. You got it? She's saying, I am, I am not going back to the gods I had before. I am choosing your God, the one true God. You got it? So she wasn't just choosing, watch this, Naomi. She was also choosing Naomi's God. All right? And we'll see that as we read and we go a little farther. So I'm not just committing to you, Naomi. You're a good person, but I'm not going back to what I used to. You got it? I know it's going to be hard being with you, but I'm going to make the decision to go with you. Now, with that decision, you got it? Ruth was choosing to embrace the life of a beggar. All right? Now, why, why do I say this? All right? Now, if you go and you kind of, you know, look at history and what was going on at those times, it was very important, you got it, for a woman to have children. You got it? That was, I mean, that was, you know, when a woman was barren, that was a bad thing. You got it? It was very important for her to have children. Why? Because if something happened to that, to the, especially sons, if something happened to her husband, then her children will be her livelihood or the source that is going to take care of her. You got it? There, it, it wasn't like it is today where a woman can go out and get a job and work and do all those kinds of things. No, that wasn't so back then. So a woman back then was totally dependent upon her husband's income. You got it? And if something happened to her husband, you got it. And she didn't have any children or her children weren't old enough. Then she was in trouble because she didn't have any what? Income. You got it. So her children were actually, you got it, uh, what we would say her hour 401k. <laughs> no, really. They, they, were her, they, were, they were your retirement. You got it. Because they was going to have the charge and the responsibility to take care, to take care of you. Even when you go and read the account where Jesus was getting on the people about um, when he, I think he said when you, when, when, when you, your tradition make the word of God another effect, he was really getting on them about not taking care of their parents. Well, man, people are getting real quiet now. So, so, so with, so with this decision that, that, that Ruth was making, she was making this decision to embrace the life of a beggar. You got it? And you got to understand that at that point in time, the, as far as socioeconomic status was concerned, a beggar was the lowest on the totem pole. They were even under being a slave. You got it? So Ruth on purpose, now we're going to talk about this in a few minutes, Ruth on purpose embraced this life of becoming a beggar. All right? Now, let's, let's, let's continue. Go, go back to Ruth 1. I think that's all I need to say right there. Ah. 
lost my place. No, I gotta find. I gotta find Ruth. Uh, I got my place set in my Bible. There we go. I need a new Bible, but you know how your old Bible it starts getting just the way you like it, so you don't want to get a new one. But then the pages start sticking together and all of that. So you just hold out with it. <laughs> Alright, let's keep going. Verse, what verse I stopped there? Verse 15? Verse 15. And she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law is gone back unto her people and unto her what? Gods. Return thou after thy what? Sister-in-law. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee or to return from falling after thee. For whether thou goest, I will what? Go. And whether thou lodgest, I will what? Lodge, thy people shall be what? And thy God shall be what? My God. All right. Now let's keep let's keep reading verse 18. When she saw that she was steadfastly, steadfastly minded to go with her, then she left speaking unto her. So they they too went until they came to Bethlehem, and it came to pass when they were come to Bethlehem that all the city was moved about them, and they said, Is this Naomi? And she said unto them, call me not Naomi, call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full, and the Lord has brought me home again empty. Why then call ye me Naomi, seeing the Lord has testified against me, and the Almighty has afflicted me? So Naomi returned, and Ruth, the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law with her, which returned out of the country of Moab, and they came to Bethlehem. In the beginning of the what? Barley harvest. All right. Now let's go, on to, let's go ahead and start with verse 2. And Naomi had a kinsman of her husband, a mighty man of wealth of the family of Imlech, and his name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabite said unto Naomi, Let me now go to the field and glean ears of corn after him, in whose sight I shall find grace. And she said unto her, Go, my daughter. And she went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers, and her hap was too light on a part of the field belonging unto Boaz, who was the kindred of Amalek. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said unto the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless thee. Then said Boaz unto to his servants that were set over the reapers, Who damsel is this? And the servant that was set over the reapers, answered and said, It is the Moabitess damsel that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. And she said, I pray ye, let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and hath continued even from the morning unto now that she tarried a little in the house. Then said Boaz unto Ruth, Heareth thou not my daughter, Heareth thou not my daughter, go not to glean in another field, neither go from hence. But abide here fast by my maidens. Let thine eyes be on the field that they do reap, and go thou after them. Have I not charged the young men that they should not touch thee? And when thou art a thirst, go, go into the vessels and drink of that which the young men have drawn. Then she fell on her face and bowed herself to the ground and said unto him, Why, ha why have I found grace in thine eyes? That thou shouldest take knowledge of me, seeing, watch this, I am a stranger. A stranger. Now, here lies the question, and this is what we want to answer today. We're going to begin to draw some, draw some wisdom on. Why would a rich landowner like Boaz show such compassion to some no-name foreigner girl like Ruth? Why? You know, that's a quite, you know, I told you when, you when you read scripture, ask yourself a question. I mean, what was so special? What was so special about Ruth? You got it? I mean, he, listen, he was a wealthy man. He probably had all kinds of people trying to go in his fields and glean because that's what they did. Like what they do, they, when they was reaping their harvest, they'll leave a little bit in the fields so that the poor, the beggars, could come in and get what was left so they'd have enough to eat. It was even, a, even, it was even commanded them in the Levitical law, I think, that they, had to do, that they had to do such a thing. You got it? 
so, so, but what made Boaz take notice of Ruth? You got it? I mean, out of, out of all the other folk now that, that was probably trying to get in his field and glean, he sees her. <clears throat> well, the next verse, the next verse answers this. Because this is what she asked him. She said, verse 10, why have I found grace in thine eyes that thou should take knowledge of me, seeing I am a what? Strange, stranger. And Boaz answered and said unto her, it has fully been shown me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband and how thou left thy father and thy mother and, thy, and the land of thy nativity and are come into a people which thou knoweth not here thereto. All right? So, so now we get, this, we get this question answered. Why did Boaz choose Ruth? Because of her story. No, Ruth, no, Ruth had a story that was told about her. And Boaz heard the story. And watch this. It caught his attention. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, I don't want to mess with y'all. Because I'm always hearing single women talking about where my Boaz. No, 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 no. They, 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 they always talking about, Lord, when you going to send my Boaz? You see it all on Facebook. Well, here's my question. What does your story say? No. <laughs> that old get up there. hot in the tummy. Yeah, yeah. See, because every, no, see, because everybody want a Boaz, but you want all raggedy story. Oh, yeah, yeah. Y'all didn't see that coming. No, you ain't see that one coming. I know you ain't see that coming. I know you ain't see that coming. See, see, no, see, your story don't call for a Boaz. No, 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 no. See, that's what I'm saying. No, you got to hear what I'm saying. Because everybody want to talk about Boaz. But no, let's talk about Ruth. You got it? And, 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 and we got, listen, we got, listen, we got to get, we got to get this straight. Because so many, so, I mean, everybody, everybody, <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> go ahead and move, let me go ahead and move on. But, but, but we got, but we got to deal with this. Because everybody, everybody think that they supposed to have a boy ass with your raggedy story. And it, get, it, get, it gets me, I mean, this is what folk think. No, this is what folk think. They think. They deserve something when you've done nothing. And this, listen, and this mentality has crept up in the church. You got it? But that wasn't the case. No, that wasn't the case with Ruth. Ruth had a story that attracted Boaz. You got it? So, 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 so let's go. Let's, let's go let, I told y'all we're going somewhere. Just stay with me. Just stay with me. Just stay with me. Now, 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 now. So, 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 uh, then if we keep, if we continue to read, you can read the next, next verse. But then what happens is, is then you see Boaz, watch this. Then he turns and blesses the woman. No, that's what he did. If you read, pull pull up the next one. I ain't got to pull, pull up the next verse. Pull up the next verse. I ain't got to turn. The, then he said, the Lord recompense thy what work? And a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel. Watch this. Under whose wings thou art come to what? Truck. So now, watch this. He tells her why you caught my attention. But then he goes on to speak a blessing over her. See, but what Ruth didn't understand, that this blessing was so powerful that he spoke, it was going to cause him to even more to marry now, all of this was a part of it because, watch this, her, rec her being, um, let me see, compensated or recompensed for the decision that she had made was going to come through him. Watch it, because she didn't have nothing. So God was going to use Boaz to recompense her. And when he spoke the blessing, he didn't even know it. All right. Now let's look at this. Let's look at this. Let's begin. Let's begin. To, let's begin to go. Let's begin to go a little deeper. She 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 goes from being a beggar 
The lowest person on the socioeconomic status to being married to one of the wealthiest men in the territory. Now, here's what I want you to leave here with this morning. Ruth, life changed forever. When she decided to stay, when it would have been easier to go, she willingly laid her life down for another. Okay, let's talk about that. No, let's get right now. Let's get to the... Let's get to the nitty-gritty, as we like to say. When you look at the decision that she made, it would have been very easy for her to go, for her to go. Listen, listen, Oprah left. The decision wasn't a shameful decision. You got it as far as everybody concerned, even Naomi, it was the right what? It was the right decision to make. But here's the part, just because, the thing you got to understand, just because it looked like the right decision to make, it may not have been the God decision to make. You got, and see, and, and, and what has happened is everybody wants the easy road. Because it would have been easy, for, it, listen, it'd be, I'm going back to my mama house. And, that, and listen, there ain't no shame in that. Because watch this, my husband dead, and it ain't my responsibility to take care of you. You got it? So Oprah left. But Ruth said, you know what? You watch that? We family. I made a decision to come in this family. And watch this, I'm committed to stay with you, even though if it means I got to die to me. Okay, 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 okay. No, 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 because you're up. Uh, see, because we got to deal with this, and I, I got to deal with this because this is what I'm talking about as even to the state of the church is that now even in the church, everybody does something for something. Oh, no, let's no, no, there it is right here. No, there it is. No, no, eat, listen, listen, no, 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 no. It's, it's always, watch this, what's in it for me? And if it's not anything in it for me, I'm not going to do it. You got it? But this is not how you get the supernatural grace and increase on your life that flowed on roof to flow on you. How I get that flow to flow in my life is I got to learn how to watch this even if I got to die in my dreams so that you can live, I'm willing to do it. That gets God's attention. And now, and listen, now, now, and this, listen, you got folk that won't even do this for their own kids. And what we got to do is we got to get back to the teaching of Scripture. Let's go a little farther. So, now, she did not stay. Because she thought that it was going to be something in it for her. She wasn't thinking that if I do this, then God is going to bless me. No, she stayed because she believed it was the right thing to do. And that is why God blessed her. See, she didn't, listen, you got this. What I guess go back to the beginning. When Ruth made the decision to stay with Naomi, she was saying, listen, I'm submitting to Living the life of a beggar. That's what she was submitting to. Her life, her dreams, all of that was over. You got it? But she was saying, but I'm committed to you. And I'm not only committed to you, I'm committed to your God. So, so now, if that call, if that, listen, if, if, if that means I got to live the rest of my life as a beggar, Going gleaning out of somebody else's field, then guess what? I'm more than willing to do it. Yeah. Jesus, oh my God. No, no, see, you're going to understand now. You're going to begin to see why Ruth got Boaz's attention. Yeah. You got, just imagine, listen, man, just imagine you was a wealthy man, a very, very wealthy man in that time. You can have probably any woman you want, you can probably have whatever you want to have. And you, you, you sit here thinking, you know, you know, you wanted a wife or who wanted a woman all this time. But you, in the back of your mind, you know, you always think, well, I wonder does she want me for my money. And then you sitting around there talking one day and then somebody tells you about this woman named Ruth. 
Watch this, who laid down her life for her mother-in-law. Now, come on, just think about it. No, just think about it. You look, you, when, see, when you, all those concerns that you have about somebody wanting you for what you got, when it came to her, watch this, you wouldn't see her the same way because her story had already said she's willing to stick with you when you don't have nothing. Oh, Glory be to God. You got it. So, so it changed. So, so the whole narrative, the whole narrative changed as it related to him. But, but she didn't. But, but when she went into this, she didn't go into this thinking that she was gonna get something out of it. She went into this thinking, you know what? My life is over. As far as what I no. Okay, let's talk about this. See, this is what we do. We come to the church and we come up with this fabulous plan of what our life should look like. Then we take it to God and we say, God, bless my plan. See, but that's not the teaching of scripture. And this is what we got to get back to in the church. The teaching of scripture is, is that you die first, then you live. Okay. All right, all right, let's keep going. She stayed because she believed it was the right thing to do. That's why she stayed. Now, we're getting ready to go somewhere before we'll go to this last scripture. I want, I, want, I want to share this with you. Now, she laid down her life for Naomi, right? Naomi was older, but she wasn't old. How do I get this? Because she even makes a statement that she could find a husband and she wasn't too old to have kids. She wasn't too old to have kids because she says, if I have a kid, are you going to wait until he grow up? You got it? So that means she had to still be in child-rearing age. You got it? Now, wa now watch this. Now, when 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 Boaz notices Ruth in the field. You got to ask yourself a question. Where was Naomi? At the house chilling. No, 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 no. No, this is why y'all got to read script. No. Ruth won't sit there gleaning in the field talking about, I done laid down my life for her. I'm out here gathering all this stuff, and she's sitting up there in the house watching as the world turns. While I'm out here in the field working my butt off for her. I could have been back home with my mama and my daddy and my brothers and my sisters in the air condition. But no, I'm out here picking up these crumbs so she'll have something to eat. Did you ever hear Ruth say that? No, no, Ruth, listen, Ruth didn't do what she did because she had some expectation of what Naomi was supposed to do with her or for her. Ruth did what she did because Ruth believed what she was doing was the right thing to do. So because, now, now you need to catch this. So when you do things because you believe in your heart, that it's the right thing for you to what? Do. You don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Right. No, right. no, no. See, and this is the problem. This is the problem. Why folk are always looking at what everybody else around them is doing is because they really don't believe what they are called to do is what they really believe is the right thing to do in their heart. Because when you believe that I'm doing right, Listen, it doesn't make a difference what, watch this, you do. Now, here's the good part. When what you do is right before God, watch this, it doesn't make no difference whether nobody else see. Come on. Come on. God sees. And what God sees, he rewards. See, this is, see, this is where, see, that, that becomes so much freedom in this life. Where I begin to do the right thing because it is the right thing to what? Do. Not because I'm looking for something from God. Uh-oh, there it is right there. Word of faith put me out. 
No, I do what I do because it's right. You didn't, Ruth didn't have no faith confession. In, in Ruth's mind, watch this, she was succumbing to a life of beggary. And watch this, she was okay with that. So she didn't have 10 expectations. I'm going to do this, but. No, she simply did it because it was what? Right. And when you do that, watch this, man, it gives you so much freedom. And this is why folk, this is why, this is why, this is why folk ain't free. Because they do to get. Okay. No, 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 they do to get, not because it's right. This is why in marriage, you have, you know, the husband treat his wife right as long as she treating him right. I'll do right by you as long as you do right by. No, you should do what's right. Because it's what? Come on, praise the Lord. And then watch this. I let God do the recompensing. Yeah. 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 Amen. You got it? And see, and there's so much freedom in this life. Praise the Lord. I mean, come on, we can take this to your job. You don't get to work on time because you know you want to get a pay raise. I get to work on time because it's what? I, I don't sit on my job all day on my phone. You got it doing stuff that I'm not getting paid to what? Do. You got it. Why? Because it's not what? It don't make no difference to everybody else doing it. Because watch this. Somebody watching. No, no. Somebody watching. And watch this. And he is the one, watch this, that can propel me to my destiny. So if, listen, I do right because of God, not because you watching. So even when you ain't watching, I still do what? Right. Because of who? God. Are y'all getting this this morning? What's your story? And this is when I was getting ready. I was getting ready for this. This is what God asked me. What is your story, AJ? What is your story? Go to Mark 10. Somehow, this polluted mindset has crept into church that since I'm doing good or doing good things, then now God got to answer my prayers. He got to get me the job I want. He got to get me the house I want in the right neighborhood. And if any of that doesn't happen, then God failed me. If it don't happen just like I said it was supposed to happen, then somehow God failed me. Well, here's my question. When you was coming up with all this, did you even talk to God? No, are, are, there, are those your dreams that you have for yourself? Or is it what God has for you? Because now the Bible is very clear that he hastens over his word to perform his word. You got it? So now, so when I'm, when, I'm, when I'm coming up with all this kind of stuff, you know, it will behoove me to spend some time with God to make sure he going to back what I'm coming up with. Because here were folk coming up with all this stuff and then they thinking just because they come up with it and just because they believe it and just because they say it, then they're going to have No, not if it isn't what God is saying. Do y'all know what that word agreement means? It means that I'm called to say what God has already what? Said. You got it? So now, whether it's Logos in here or whether it's rhema where God speaks directly to what? Me, what comes out of my mouth must be what God has already said to me by revelation or through this word. 
You ain't even ask God about, God, you want me to start this business? You ain't say nothing to God about that. You just say, well, it's just a good idea. Well, you had to learn like me. Every good idea ain't a God idea. <laughs> you got that right. For me. Every good idea ain't a God idea. So what I got to have is I got to have this conviction in my heart that this is what God has told what? Me. Because now I can stand on that word for God to back it. All right? Now, now, let's keep going. Mark 10. Now, do I believe in having expectations and all? Yes. But I think just like with everything else, man, we done took this thing too far. Where, you know, you can take some stuff so far that you take God out of it. Where, where, watch this, where everything becomes selfish. Where, I know, no, where everything is solely about you. The most, and I don't know about you all, y'all had to answer this for your, own, for your own self. The decisions that had the most impact in my life were the decisions that I made when I put somebody else before me. Those are the decisions that made the most impact in my life. When, when, listen, when I chose my wife and my kids above my career, impact. When I chose to come here instead of, you know, go staying in tech, impact. In, in, it, in, listen, in none of those decisions, I never had to look for a job. Job, 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 just, job just came open in Texas. When I came here, Joe called me on my way here, and, and I didn't have a job on the way here. Called me on the way here, told me I got a job. I didn't have to do all this running, searching, trying to figure out stuff. Okay, okay. No, I'm trying to get you to see something. One of the reasons why you spend so much time trying to figure stuff out is because, watch this, you done took God out. See, when you, when you really begin to put God's way first and you commit to him, then God, watch this, he just works the rest of it out. So now you spend more time focusing on what God is saying instead of what I want. And this is the problem. It's like everybody is chasing the stuff. They're chasing the life. And ain't nobody asking God, well, what he want? What you want me to do? Well, I'm supposed to give, but what do I get out of it? I'm supposed to serve, what do I get out of it? I'm supposed to this, what's in it for me? I'm supposed to that, what's in it for me? And when you look at this and you compare this to scripture, you don't see it in scripture nowhere. And it's created this mentality in the church that is purely selfish. Purely. And wherever that is, God ain't. No, you can't have two masters. The Bible says you can't have two. Every decision you make, you well, what, what, let me see how I feel about this. What you can't get it. Mark 10. Mark 10, verse, uh, I'm, I'm about done. Mark 10, go to verse 28. Now, in this, in this, in this scripture, uh, Jesus has just finished dealing with the rich young ruler. All y'all, all y'all remember that, right? I think that's where I'm at. Well, where I say? No, I must be, I may be wrong. Mark 10. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark 10, 28. I ain't going to read all the pretext, 
But if you go read pro, uh, pretext and everything, you'll see that this is the incident where Jesus deals with the rich young ruler. He come to Jesus talking about, you know, I want eternal life. And Jesus tell him, you know, you know, you got to keep the commandments. He said, listen, I've done all of them from my youth. And then Jesus said, one thing y'all lack, one thing you're lacking. He said, go sell everything you got and give to the Pope. Watch it. And, 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 and the Bible says that the man was grieved. He said, hold up. Hold. Now, I'm good with thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, you know, all that. But go give everything I got to the pole. He said, later, late, later, Jesus. That's what he said. He, won't, he left greed. You got it? Now, now, and the disciples, listen, the disciples, they heard this. You got it? So then Jesus turns his attention to them. You got it? Verse, verse 28. Then Peter began to say to him, lo. We have left all and have followed what? Oh, so Peter said, hold up now. So hold up. He said, we don't, listen, we done gave up everything. We done left our careers. We done left our lives. We own the road all the time from our families. We done done all of this for you. And, and how does Jesus answer him? This is how Jesus answers him in verse 28, 29. And Jesus answered and said, verily, I say unto you, there is no man that had left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the what? And the gospels, but he shall receive a hundredfold win. Now in what? This time, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecution and in the world to come eternal what? Like, now, now, ho, ho, ho. Now, I want, I want you to see this. When the disciples left to follow Jesus, did they leave because they think they were going to get houses and lands and all that? No, no, no. They left because they believed that was what they were supposed, that was the right thing to what? To do. Now, when you look at this scripture and parallel this to the life of Ruth. Come on, it'll hit. Come on, come on. Don't be too, don't be too slow. Ruth left everything. So now, based on this scripture, what she, what is she supposed to get in this life? Oh, gee. now watch this. Did she get it? She got that answer when she chose. Watch this. To seek the kingdom or God what? First. And it flowed from her heart. It was, it was no ulterior motive and nothing like that. In her mind, she just knew she was giving up her life to a life of being a beggar. Then God steps in, watch this, and brings her favor with a man that changed her entire life. Watch it. Okay, let me say this. Let me say this. Did Ruth notice Boaz or did Boaz notice Ruth? See, no, 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 no. This is what, this is what you got to understand. When you do it the right way, you ain't got to do stuff to be noticed. Yeah, no, no, you see, Boaz ain't coming because he see all your breasts out. No, no, he see, no, no, come on, no, 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 let's talk about it. Or, or, or you bend over, you got to make sure that, no, Boaz, Boaz don't notice that. Boaz is noticing something that is spiritual, that he don't even know why he noticing it. You got, and see, and this is the you, you worry, you worried about the hell, the nail, the this, the that, you worry about all this trying to get Boaz. That is not what, no, I want y'all to hear me. That is not what catches Boaz's attention. Boaz is concerned with your story. That's what Boaz is concerned about. Now, you missed you miss the bow and you got the. I didn't say it. It's AZ. AZ, Mama had it. AZ. AZ, that's your mind went somewhere. AZ, 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 Boaz. 
So you got the ass. A-Z. A-Z. Y'all walk right there. Your women going to make y'all a shirt say, I ain't getting the A-Z. Ain't getting easy. He that's not for me. You got it. That's not for me. You got it. No, I'm gonna listen. I'm just listen. I'm gonna lay my life down. I'm gonna commit to serving God, and then watch this. God'll make sure whoever it is that meant to see me, He gonna make sure they what see me. And why? Listen, I ain't got to listen. I don't have to do anything to do it. Now, we talking about, boy, but we, listen, this is the same thing on your job. The same thing on your job. You want to get promoted? You want to get right? Listen, you ain't got to go around there making sure that you know you're trying to please everybody. No, the only thing you got to do is continue to do what's right. Come on, some of y'all clapping because that's what your testimony has done for you. You just continued to do what was what? Right. And somehow you got noticed. You got, and this is what, this is how we have to live. I ain't doing right because I'm looking for a promotion. I'm doing right because it's the right thing to what? Do. Now, two scriptures and we're done. More, uh, go, to, go, to, uh, 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 go to Matthew 10, 37. It got hot in here. Thought Mama Hattie gonna beat me there for a second. <laughs> Matthew 10, 37. Yeah. You know, man, you're trying, trying to do this and trying to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen. Now we, we gotta know we have to understand how the kingdom works. The kingdom, listen, the kingdom of God does not work like the world. It doesn't work, the kingdom of God doesn't work like the world. It works totally different. It don't work the same way. And I got to know how it works. Matthew 10, verse 37. Matthew 10, verse yeah, 37. And it reads, watch this. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of who? Me. Who to me you talking about? This is Jesus talking. Okay. And he that taketh not his cross and falleth after me well, is not worthy of what? What does the cross symbolize? Sacrifice. And, I, and, and like we done took that out of Christianity. Nobody thinks they had to sacrifice anymore. They think they just have to continue to do what's comfortable for them. Well, that's not sacrifice. Watch this. Verse 38. Verse 39. He that findeth. Uh-oh, here it is. He that findeth his life shall what? And he that loseth his life for my what? Shall what? Okay, now here's the problem. Now watch this. If you really want to find out what your life is really supposed to be about, Lose it. Now, now, if you're not willing to lose your life, then Jesus said, you ain't going to find it. Now, you can live a life, but the life you live may not be the life that God intended for you to live. You got it? So what I got to ask myself, do I really want the life, watch this, God has me to live. Now, if I really want that, then I am willing to lay the life that I think I have, I'm willing to lay it down and say, God, what do you want me to do with it? See, look at Abraham. Abraham couldn't get a nation until he was ready and willing to sacrifice Isaac. When he was willing, listen, when he was willing to lay Isaac on the altar, I think then the Bible says, then God, when he was willing to lay it on the altar, everything he thought his life was supposed to be, when he was ready to lay it down, watch this, 
then he inherited a nation. Jesus says this, if you will lay your life down, you got it? Then you'll really find life. And this is why you got folks, all, all these people out here looking for life. They think they do this, they'll find life. They think if they get that, they'll find life. They think they get this, they'll find life. And they get all the stuff and all the stuff, and then they still find, I still ain't happy. I still don't have enough. I still can't do I still can't do Why? Because that's not real what? Life. In order to find true life, I got to be willing to lay my eyes down. Last scripture. Hope y'all got something on this day. John 12. John 12. Oh, see, we just been, man, we've been duped. I mean, I, I don't know y'all. I, I, I mean, I've been got before. Y'all, any of y'all ever been got? Joker just got over on you. They got you. They saw you coming. No, they got you. No, and this is what the devil has done to the church, man. He done duped us. He done duped us. Trying to come up with this, trying to do this, trying to do all. God is doing all this stuff. Ain't nobody, and ain't nobody chasing God. Shoot, we might as well be like Scarface. The world is mine. Y'all ain't never seen that. <laughs> that's not, I mean, is it, that, that, I mean we, that's what we, it's, it's, it's about us. You, you ain't thought about how that decision you're getting ready to make going to affect your kids. Why? Because I have to be willing to do what I want to do. Well, show me that in the Bible. I, no, if somebody can show me that in the Bible, then we can talk. Show me in the Bible where the Bible says that you ought to be able to have it your way. Show me where that's the teaching where that's teaching in Scripture. It's not. Even the Bible says, Jesus said, I didn't come to be served, but I come to what? I come to serve. How, how is my life making the lives of those around me better? And not so you can get a check. No, if you, if you make up your mind just to invest in the lives of others, then God will make sure that'll show up. Because that's just God's M.O. But I want you to get this because this is what, see, this is what we got to understand. We can't trick God. Now, we can trick everybody. You can trick me. Shoot, you can trick Mother Tariq. You can trick everybody. But what you can't do is you can't get over on God. God knows the real motive behind why you did what you did. Now, only when your motive becomes pure is when you will get the kingdom reward for what you did. And when you, and when you get the kingdom reward, you don't have to go chasing it. John 12, 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and what? And die, it abideth what? But if it die, but if it what? It bringeth forth how much fruit? Much fruit. You want, you, we, if we really want to live a truly productive life, we got to die first. We got to die. And listen, listen, this is not a one-time decision, y'all. No, this is daily. This is daily. And this is the one thing that God has been dealing with me about. How, how am, am the decisions that I make on a daily basis, what impact are those decisions having on the folk that are around me? What are they? See, because I don't know about y'all, and, and I'm going to be done. Listen, I am very concerned about when I stand before God. I'm very concerned about that. 
And I was telling me and Chris laying in bed talking all night, and I'm sitting there talking, man, I'd be daggone if I'm going to live my whole life doing church and miss what God told me to do. And then, watch this, look back on my life and look at it was all for naught. Because I ain't done nothing he told me to do. So sometimes, like, sometimes y'all, you got to break away from the system. You have, you, have to make, you have to make up in your mind. You have to tell yourself, you know what, God? I'm going to do it your way. No matter who it separates me from or who it associates me with. If I cannot lay this thing out line upon line, precept upon precept, or I can't say boldly that this is what I heard from you speaking to me in my spirit, then guess what? I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. I, listen, 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 listen. I don't want to be doing a whole lot of stuff just to be doing it. You got, but this is a decision that all of us got to make. When you go home today, you're going to have to have a choice. You ha- you're going to have a choice going to be made. Are you going to die or are you going to live? And I want some of y'all to think about some of the decisions that you made in your life. And those decisions was based or surrounded on, you know, somebody else other than yourself. And how did those decisions turn out? And then how did those decisions turn out when it was all about you? Too much work, man. Too much work. Get the Lord a hand clap of praise. I'm done. For more lessons from Pastor Anthony Jones and New Life Church, please subscribe to this podcast. You can also go to newlifewoc.com for our live streaming service times. Thanks for listening.